Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine. We invite you to join us as we take a deeper look into the stories and ministries highlighted in Christian Living Magazine. Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight. I'm Sandy Jones, the host and publisher of Christian Living Magazine. This show is made possible by a generous grant that we received so that we could come to you each week and take a deeper dive into the stories and ministries you'll find in Christian Living Magazine. I'm super excited to have my friend, Reverend Bill Roscoe from the Boise Rescue Mission, one of my favorite ministries to cover. Welcome, Reverend Bill. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Sandy. You're such a great friend of the mission. I really appreciate you and all the work you do. Thank you so much. We we love the rescue mission. You, you do. You, you and I were talking before we came on air about, I'm always looking for the next way I can <laughs> keep it fresh so that I can keep it well, in the magazine. Thank you very, very much. I'm always amazed. You know, I have lived a really sheltered life. You know, I, I felt like I was raised by Ozzy and Harriet. So, you know, <laughs> I've had a very sheltered life. But one of the things is I've as I've grown closer and worked more more together with you guys at the rescue mission is how many people you serve in a given day. Hmm. So kind of tell me a little bit what that looks like. How many people are you feeding every day? Well, you know what? As a matter of fact, because of the COVID epidemic or pandemic and uh, people being dispersed and displaced from the rescue mission, our numbers are down quite a bit, actually, for this time of the year. And right now, I'm, I'm uh, sure we're serving somewhere around 500 meals a day, but ordinarily, it would be over 1,000 meals a day. And it is climbing back up, and as the weather changes, those people who have been resistant to coming in, and they're concerned about the congregate living and all of that with the virus going around, but they're starting to come back. And and not only that, but we're also gearing up for what we think will be a very busy winter-spring because uh, people have been unemployed. Uh, if the federal government doesn't come through with another bailout for folks, and even if they do, people are there's a lot of people that living on the edge as they do, uh, they're having a really hard time making the ends meet. So we're looking uh, to the potential, at least the possibility, of a big surge of people come the spring, early springtime, uh, February, March. So uh, right now we're serving about 500 meals a day, but we're ready to serve a thousand or two if we have to. That, that never ceases to amaze me. You know, a lot of people don't know, but I used to run a catering company, and and the thought of feeding a thousand people <laughs> in one day, yeah, is a lot. It's a little overwhelming. And you're right; we've had such a beautiful fall, but it's getting cold. Yeah, and they're going to come back in, and I get that that fear of of crowds and groups, and you know, it's. It's not an ab- an unusual or abnormal fear these days. Not at all. And, you know, the truth is that we saw an exodus when the governor ordered the shutdown, and uh, we shut down for two weeks, and everyone had to stay in the house. And people that were working, uh, you know, a homeless guy who's gotten to the place where he's holding a job again or she is holding a job again and saving their money to get out, and we're telling them, well, you got to stay home for two weeks a lot of them said, no, thank you. I'll go sleep in the bushes or up on the river trail or whatever, um, my car. And so we lost a lot of people at the first shutdown. And then after that, we had an outbreak of COVID at the uh, rescue mission in Boise, the River of Life. And when that happened, we had to self-contain and isolate to make sure we didn't bring the virus into the community. And we did. And there again, a lot of people said, no, thank you, Reverend Bill. We're out of here. <laughs> and some have come back, but some have not. And of course, there's other shelter. Uh, the city has some shelters available for people right now. Uh, they've rented a couple hotel rooms somewhere and, and offering that to people. So 
um, people are cared for, I think, but I also know that there's a lot of people who aren't. A lot of people are just out camping or staying in the car just because they're afraid of the virus and they don't want to come in. So we're praying for them, and we're praying for the opportunity to serve them, and I'm sure God's going to bring them back. Well, and we have one of the things that we talked about last year in in an interview was homelessness is not what so many people might assume that it is. It's not the dead the deadbeat that just doesn't care and doesn't want to work. Sometimes it's the single mom that's already working two or three jobs and just got notified by her landlord that her rent's going up 30%. That's exactly right. We've seen that scenario, Sandy, more than a few times, and, and it's heartbreaking uh, because you know the the stereotypical view of the homeless shelter is a, you know a disorganized place and there's dirty and and there's bugs and people are mean and you know it, it's a bad picture and so I want to say at this point anyone who would love to tour the rescue mission with me give us a call and let me know and we'll be happy to host your visit because our facilities are clean they're safe they're sanitized as much as they can possibly be my rescue missions are more sanitary than my home right now and that's by virtue of the fact that we have so many people coming and going we don't want to take a chance of being a a contagious place but uh, we see people all the time who had a fire had an accident uh, had a had a job and the COVID shut down a lot of jobs for people uh, you know, and these are people that have never been homeless. They have no idea what what to do, and when they finally hear about us, uh, they come in with fear and trepidation. And I understand that, and my whole team understands that. And that's one of the things that we stress all the time: is that we want people to come through our door and feel welcome, and feel comfortable, and feel safe, and particularly for those ladies and their children. Yes, that's you know, I have toured. I have toured the River of Life, and I have um, toured City Life. Um, I've had been blessed to have lunch at the Nampa shelter. Nice. Um, and as a guest, <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. I, you know, that, that's the nice thing is you don't care. No, we don't. You You're don't all, care. Everybody's welcome. <laughs> and and they are beautiful facilities. Thank you. Um, what really struck me when I went to City Life was how homey it was. the The quilts on the beds, and yeah. and it was it was clear that. It was clean, it was safe, but it was not sterile. Mm. It was homey and welcoming. Even in that line of beds, it was homey and welcoming. And so, yeah, I encourage anyone who wants a tour to take one. Thank you. Because it'll be eye-opening. Yep, thank you. So homelessness does, it, it impacts everybody, men, women, children, veterans, young and old alike. And so one of the things, I wanna talk a little bit about you have five different properties mm-hmm. that that serve the homeless community. Can we talk just a little bit about that and where sure. people can find them? Sure. Well, the City Light Home for Women and Children, as we've been talking about right now, is on the corner of Jefferson and 14th Street in Boise. And there we offer all the services and programs that we have to offer uh, for anyone homeless can come there. Uh, it's also a place that has been uh, a place of refuge and shelter for uh, ladies who are being threatened by uh, uh, in a domestic relationship. We've worked with Boise Police and other agencies to shelter those people, special need people, if you will, in that regard, uh, people that have been in sex traffic, uh, trafficking and things like that. So our team is very, very well trained and ready to help. We have great programs for the children. So our other women and children's program facility is in Nampa, and it's called the Valley Women and Children's Shelter uh, off of uh, 
uh, corporate lane there in off of Midland and Nampa. And the same programs are available there uh, for the most part. There's a couple that we don't, because of the population and the facility size, we don't do the same exact thing. But uh, ladies and kids are welcome there, and there's meals, three meals a day, and good shelter, and a lot of case management and counseling. Uh, with that, I, I want to mention the schoolhouse uh, ministry that we've started, because with COVID, our children, like my children at home and yours, uh, have online school. And you, you know, you can imagine if you have 15 or 20 kids uh, from kindergarten through high school, and they all go to different schools, they have different school districts, they have different curriculum. So we had to really gear up at the start of school, bought some more computers and, and bought some uh, head, headsets for the kids to use. And uh, we have schoolhouse every day, and our staff is facilitating that for our children, and our children are doing very well. The first week or so was rough, just like it was for my granddaughter, but it really has picked up, and kids are doing really well in the schoolhouse. So that's going on in the women's shelters. And then we have men's shelters in Boise and Nampa. We have the River of Life Rescue Mission on River and 13th Street in Boise, and we have the uh, Lighthouse Rescue Mission on 16th Avenue in Nampa. And the programs, uh, all the programs and services we offer are are in those facilities. Then we have the uh, Rescue Mission Recovery Lodge. And the Rescue Mission Recovery Lodge opened two years ago. And it opened because we encountered a homeless woman who had just given birth to her son. And uh, the baby was born with very, very serious health issues. In fact, he he his prognosis was was not good. In fact, it was it was not at all sure that he would live beyond a day or two. Uh, and he needed open-heart surgery immediately after being born, but it couldn't be immediate. He had to, he had to be, uh, gain some weight or do something. And then he had to go to Seattle for that surgery. And they're here in Boise, Idaho. And homeless. And homeless. And they got discharged imagine. from the hospital while they were waiting to go to Seattle. And she didn't know what to do. And she got on the phone and she called a few places that she thought she could go to, but she couldn't go there because she was actually a convicted felon. And some places will not receive convicted felons into their into their facility, but thank God she called City Light, and uh, my staff was immediately able to help her. And we took uh, her and her baby boy, brand new baby boy, and we put them in one of our transitional apartments in Boise, and we took care of them there ultimately for almost two years. But it started right now with emergency shelter for this mom and her baby boy. And then we went up to Seattle. Uh, my staff went with her to Seattle and, and held her hand through that time that the baby had surgeries. And that was multiple trips. It wasn't just one. It was several. And uh, yeah, and that episode made me realize uh, we've been talking for years about people with critical health needs who just, they come to the rescue mission and they suffer because they have, nothing is designed at the rescue mission for someone who just lost their foot. Yeah. Or, you know, to diabetes. Right. Uh, nothing is designed for the, the lady that just had triple bypass surgery. You know, you have to get up and stand in line to go to the restroom, stand in line for your meal. I mean, we did the best we could to accommodate people, but in those facilities, it just didn't work well. So with all of that, I went to the board and we decided we needed to develop a, a, a respite care facility and program for people, homeless people coming out of the hospital that had nowhere to go, had no help and needed help. 
not a medical facility, but a place where you could have peace and quiet and rest, meals, shelter, the things you need of life, and people keeping an eye on you and supervising you and accommodating that wheelchair and that walker and, and in some cases bringing meals to someone who is, is uh, bedridden for a time. So we um, plotted a course to build a new building in Boise, and determine it would cost us about two point two million, and let's go raise that money. Bill. Chump change, <laughs> you know. Just chump change. Yeah. <laughs> My father owns all the cattle on a thousand hills. He'll sell some cows and fix me up. But anyway, as we were developing that program, uh, the phone rang, and as you know, Sandy, as well as I do, the phone rings and everything changes. And here's this wonderful gentleman in Nampa who owns a small assisted living facility directly adjoining our women and children shelter property. And he's decided to retire and sell his property, and he likes us. He, he told me, I like the rescue mission, and if you all want that building, I'll make you a great deal. So I went and looked at it. Uh, Gene Lockhart and I went over there and looked at it, and uh, gosh, it was fantastic. We walked in the front door and said, well, here's the recovery lodge. I mean, this is it. It's all ready to go. And it was. And so the board went over on Saturday and, and walked through the building, and we all decided this has got to be the Lord. This is just such a great opportunity. The price was really good. So we determined uh, to make an offer, which he accepted, and uh, we started calling people. And, and I mean, seriously, we called three or four people that we knew had the wherewithal to make a large gift to a capital campaign. And each of them said, right away, quick, sure, we'll do that. And so we, we raised the money to buy the building, cleaned it up, painted it, put in new flooring, and opened uh, the Rescue Mission Recovery Lodge in July of uh, 2019. And uh, since then, we, ha we had some debt. We, he carried a note for us, and we had to make payments, and we did. And God gave us the money to do that, and we paid that building off by the deadline, which was October of this year. Oh, praise God. So, of this year, through yep, COVID. Just happened. Yeah, with through, COVID through, and everything else, we, yeah. we found the folks who would give the money and pay the building off, and we did. So it's free and clear. It's back being the recovery lodge. We shut it down for about... Two and a half months, it was it was emptied out and sanitized, and we were going to use that for our quarantine facility for people with COVID, but we never had so many cases that we had to use it. So you know, we finally just said, well, it's time to reopen the recovery lodge. That's amazing. And so we did. And uh, it is now back in business serving people coming out of the hospital, people with serious health issues, and doing a wonderful, wonderful ministry to those people. It's a beautiful, beautiful ministry. We just thank God all the time that here we are in this little community, relatively speaking, and we can have a facility like that and serve people with such great need and take care of them. And moms with new babies now, they go immediately to Recovery Lodge, and they stay there for three or four weeks and get that baby healthy and thriving before they go to the shelter. It's fantastic. Anyone who's listening to this has to understand that I mean, hearing your heart and the servant's heart of, of everyone involved in the Boise Rescue Mission. Now you have to understand, this is why this is one of my favorite ministries. So <laughs> well, thank you. Yes, thank you. absolutely. And, you know, I shared with you, you know, I laugh. I had meniscus repair a year ago. <laughs> and as I'm struggling to get through the first 24 hours of recovery, I'm thinking about the recovery lodge. Yeah. And I'm thinking how valuable to not be alone and to have somebody there if you needed something. Yeah. And, and you know, it just, I, matter of fact, I, I did a Facebook post about it. I said, you know, I'm sitting here, you know, people are asking, what can we do? Can we bring you food? And I'm thinking, folks, understand that there is a segment of our community 
that needs our help. Indeed. that needs this. And so I, I applaud, I applaud that. And and I love God's perfect timing and God's perfect place. Me too. That, I, I didn't that have so to raise cool. two and a half million. That was a good thing. <laughs> but you did it. God provided. He did. He provided. As he always does. I love that. And you know, I have to, you talked earlier about the schoolhouse program and children are near and dear to my heart. Very special place for kids. And when I heard that story earlier this fall, I was dumbfounded. It left me in awe to think about that. First of all, again, the stereotypical homeless person is, you know, somebody who just doesn't care. You never think about the children yeah. being involved in homelessness. Yeah. But once again, the Boise Rescue Mission staff, the crew, so many who I love dearly, saw a need and rushed forward. Mm. You know, it's kind of like the firemen. They yeah. rush into the burning building. Yeah. To save the day, and well, I just love thank that. Thank you. That's a great honor to be classified with those great men and women of fire and law enforcement. And you're right, Sandy. Uh, the back to school project completely turned upside down this year. Ordinarily, we do backpacks and school supplies, and we did. We were going down that road when all of a sudden it was announced that there won't be any school going on. And uh, so I went to some of our friends who were very involved in the back to school program, and I told them. We need some laptops, we need some headphones, and we need uh, mice, and we need these things. Not the kind of mice that eat your food, but for the computer. And uh, people came through. Like, I couldn't, again, it's just so amazing, the generosity of this community. And here we have, on average, about 30 kids every single day in school, kindergarten to high school. And our staff is doing a great job of supervising them and helping them. They all go to different schools and different school districts, and the curriculums are completely different. But nonetheless, they're all thriving. So I, thank I God. That. Thank I God for that. that. Well, and, and, and you made a great point. You had already done the school backpack program. Mm. And you guys turned on a dime. Because when I heard this, it was like the second week of school. And you were already fully functioning. And I was just like, I've never ceased to be amazed. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I work there and I'm amazed. Just, I love it. I have a great team. Great, so we, great team. So we're heading into the holidays. Today's November 14th, Thanksgiving's coming up. COVID has changed a lot. So yeah. let's talk about some of the things because the, the rescue mission is wonderful to make the holidays as special as they can for everyone you serve. And um, so let's talk a little bit about what's coming up this holiday season and how have things changed and what are you, and how, because I, I know, because I get the, I get the. You're insider. Releases, you get the insider you know. information. <laughs> I, I know that you found, once again, your staff has found a way to make it all happen. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's going to be very, very different for Thanksgiving and probably Christmas, but we know Thanksgiving and we're working on that right now. So uh, what we're going to do, Sandy, is we're going to have a drive-through uh, turkey box giveaway uh, whereas ordinarily we have two huge banquets, one in Boise, one in Nampa on two different days. And we, at that time, we serve a hot meal, beautiful meal, chapel service, beautiful program, music. And uh, then you get your food box and your turkey as you go out the door and, and have a great Thanksgiving in your own home. Uh, for those who have homes, and most of our guests do in that on those events. So this year we're having a drive-through, walk-through, roll-through turkey box distribution. And we're going to be doing that in... Uh, Nampa at the College Church of the Nazarene on Saturday the 21st, coming right up. Uh, that'll go on from uh, 10 until 6 p.m. 
people should pre-register. And let me give the number now and again. The number is 208-338-5433. Please call and pre-register, 208-338-5433. Or go to our website, boiserm.org, and pre-register because we want to keep a nice steady flow of people. Uh, We don't want to have a big crowd waiting to be served. We want people to come and keep the social distance and all of that and get people their food box and their turkey. And then at the College Church on the 21st, we're also able to use their kitchen. So we're going to be cooking turkeys and food, and we're going to have to-go food boxes. So anyone pre-registering can tell us they'd like a to-go food box. And when they come through the line after they get their food box and turkey, we'll hand them the to-go boxes, and they'll have a meal to go. Now in Boise, we don't have a kitchen available to us, but we will have the same system on Tuesday, November 24th, from 10 o'clock in the morning until 2 in the afternoon, and that's going to be at True Hope Church, formerly the First Baptist Church of Boise, on 13th Street in Boise, and we'll have the same program going on there in terms of the turkey and the food box uh, being given away. But people should call and pre-register, get any details, any questions answered that you have, 208-338-5433. So that will be Nampa on the 21st of November and Boise on the 24th of November. And we need volunteers for both of those events. So folks who are interested and have a little time, we'd love to have you join us. And the volunteer phone number is 208-343-4680, extension 1400. And again, boiserm.org on the internet. And you can sign up to volunteer or you can sign up to get into that food box distribution line. And we want to serve as many people as we can, and we're looking forward to doing that. You know, that's it was funny because our listeners couldn't see you, but you know, I, I, we live in Canyon County. We both live in yes, Canyon County. Yes, we do. County. Thank and, God. And one of one of my family's favorite things to do is to volunteer for Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner. Last year, I think we got told you had too many volunteers for Thanksgiving, so we got put off to Christmas, but that was fine. It does happen. But, you know, just like I, uh, you know, a week ago, I worked the polls. Yep. You know, people, because of COVID, people aren't volunteering as much so folks if you have the time and the heart please call in to volunteer to help yes there is nothing more rewarding thank you i'm sorry selfishly i get as much out of the day as your guests it's biblical sandy it's better to give than receive right oh my gosh i just love it it's so funny my 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 long distance family you know you just glow in those pictures and you're like (laughs) I am at my, Sandra means helper of mankind. I'm my happiest when I'm helping someone. (laughs) So, but yeah, folks, please call in to volunteer. And donations, are you looking for, do you need, well, you've, we need got turkeys coming up. We got yeah. some things going on. As you know, our good friend Kevin Miller will be over at the Garrity Walmart in Nampa through uh, the 21st of uh, this month, uh, the 16th through the 21st, doing his live radio show every morning from the Nampa Walmart on Garrity. People come by and drop off a turkey, come by and see, say hi and, and uh, uh, get a hug from Kevin Miller in his turkey suit. We love that guy. I love uh, Kevin. We also have an, uh, a turkey drive going on with uh, Walmart stores. They've done it for several years. So you can go to any Walmart store in the Valley starting now through the 25th, and you can uh, buy a $15 gift card as you check out, and that will go to the rescue mission to buy holiday food. I love that. I love that. You serve all these great meals. It fills the food box. It fills the turkey boxes. You serve turkey to some of these people. And, you know, I got I got a chance to talk to your kitchen manager one time down at City Light. And, you know, she shared with me what how much help that is. Oh, boy. It was so moving. 
you know, what's 15 bucks? Come on, folks. That's that's less than dinner for two at McDonald's. Let's do this. <laughs> Thank you, Sandy. So I love it. Thank you. So, Bill, I know that that not only do you need volunteers, but also you have some employment opportunities available. You want to share those with our I listeners sure do. today? Thank you so much, Sandy. We have a lot of job opportunities. We're actually shorthanded, and we're looking for some rock-solid Christian men and women who want to be in ministry. Check our website, boiserm.org, and they're all posted there. We'd love to get some applications. That's awesome. I hope we can help you and help them at the same time. Yeah, we need the help. If you've enjoyed this time and would like to read our most recent articles on the Boise Rescue Mission and Christian Living Magazine, you can still do so by going to our website, christianlivingmag.com, and you'll find them under the Past Issues tab. Scroll down. There's two last year, May, June of 2019 and November, December of 2019. Reverend Bill, thank you so much for joining me today. It's always a pleasure, but even more so, it's always an inspiration. Oh, bless your heart, Sandy. You're you're a champion for us, and we love you and appreciate you very much. Well, that feeling goes both ways. Thank you. Folks, I hope you've enjoyed our time together this week, and do hope you'll come back next week as we have another inspiring guest coming in to chat with us. Until next time, God bless. This has been Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine, where it's our desire to deliver faith, hope, encouragement, and perhaps a new perspective about God's love to our listeners and readers as we showcase the hands and feet of Christ at work in our community and beyond. For more information on today's program, the magazine itself, or to subscribe, go to www.christianlivingmag.com or search Christian Living Magazine on Facebook for an uplifting start to each day. Christian Living Magazine is free to pick up in over 600 locations throughout the Treasure and Magic Valleys and in Central Idaho through McCall. Our mailing address is Christian Living Magazine, P.O. Box 867, Meridian, Idaho, 83680. Or you can email us at christianlivingmag at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week.